Welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. If you're looking for news, tips, and stories about fishing the Great Lakes, you've come to the right place. And now your host, Chris Larson. Hello and welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast. We continue our coverage of the 2023 virtual Great Lakes Fishing Show. Today's interview is with Captain Bob Hines from Central Coast Angling. Bob calls the Michigan coastline of Lake Michigan home, and we're discussing an incredible stager coho bite in Platte Bay. Platte Bay is just north of Frankfort, Michigan. My co-host in this episode is Trevor Sumption from Fishhawk Electronics. Bob, tell us a little bit about yourself and about your charter. Okay, uh, I've been chartering for roughly, I think I'm going into my eighth season. So I am kind of in terms... A lot of people call me in a, I'm in a small boat. I'm in a uh, 2020, I'm still in the Skeeter, the WX2200. I'm on the trailer. So my program runs about nine months a year. I, I uh, work the lake nine months a year pretty hard. Um, the really neat part about my program is it's ever evolving. I'm constantly fishing different species. I'm traveling all over the central basin, the northern basin, pretty much uh, catering to what I'm asked to do or uh, what people want me to do. Uh, I think today we're going to, sounds like we're going to talk about Platte Bay coho. Yeah. So the coho fishery in Platte Bay, it's, first of all, if you don't know about anything about coho and you you live in Michigan, you're kind of not familiar with like maybe the moon or the sun. Uh, Platte Bay is everything when it, in terms of coho fishing for, you know, folks on the uh, Lake Michigan side here of Michigan they return you know the annual migration happens in Platte bay and when i'm talking fish i mean this year we had fifteen thousand six hundred ninety-seven returning adult coho how i know that number i don't know i can tell you it's it's a surreal experience seeing these fish so it's a little bit difficult to get to um for me every day i launch in frankfurt i run 12 miles north to platte bay and when you get there it looks like a small city you know there's there's a lot of people there it kind of looks like the detroit river in april so so it's a busy bite alex this is a fall bite for those of you listening this is uh kind of in, in on the michigan side of lake michigan and uh coming out of frankfurt's kind of about the central part of that state there um, so tell me about yeah. kind of what, what time of year you're doing this. Yeah, so typically I start looking along with a lot of the other guys. We start expecting fish to show up. We've had them as early as August 15th, August 12th before. Um, on a typical normal year, I know this past season in 2022, uh, I think the first day I had fishable numbers was uh, September 2nd. So what happens at a little bit of a layout for Platte Bay, like I mentioned, it's 12 miles north of Frankfurt. Uh, the Platte River obviously empties into Platte Bay. There's West Platte Bay and there's East Platte Bay. Typically, those fish stage in West Platte Bay first. And then before they migrate up into Platte River, they have to go over into East Platte Bay. And so a lot of a lot of your folks that you'll see in, you know, middle September, early September, they're, they're fishing them in East Platte Bay. East Platte Bay is extremely protected from a strong you know, south wind that we have on the lake. Uh, that's very common to have a south wind. So you can always kind of get to 
East Platte Bay, if you're coming out of the river in a smaller boat, uh, I cannot get in, out of the river out of Platte River. It's just a little too shallow for my boat, so that's why I make the long 12-mile run north from Frankfurt every day. So tell us a little bit how you target these fish now. I know uh, we had talked earlier in the week that you know this is, an, uh, this is a light tackle type of thing. A little bit this different is, than what we'll probably be talking about most of the weekend, but that's why yeah. I thought this was interesting. It's just a little bit different topic than what we'll be covering the rest of the weekend, but tell us how you so, go after these guys. So no doubt, I absolutely love my trolling programs, but at the end of the day, anytime you can get a rod in your hand, this is extremely intimate fishing. Uh, the best way to say this is at the beginning of our day, and when I say beginning of the day, we're leaving the dock at 5 a.m. We're setting up. We're looking to jig them vertically on seven-foot rods, six-and-a-half-foot medium-heavy rods, 15-pound cool. grade. It is, I mean, it's just like a walleye jig, Detroit River. You know, you're pumping. And the fish often bite on a downward stroke, so you just feel a little much like a walleye there. And, I mean, it's on. You're eight nine ten pound i think uh we had a couple fish that were just shy of 14 pounds this year so i mean these are mature coho and it's it's an absolute blast if you know anything about coho i mean they go nuts the minute you hook them up they go nuts not only are they going nuts i'm going nuts because the bite is very fast i mean it's not uncommon that we haven't had three fish hooked up jigging at once so it's a very fast 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 situation we're using one ounce jigs um i'm using custom jigs from a local guy here in traverse city um, there are some other manufacturers that I know the guys are using. So that is basically it. First thing in the morning, you're looking for pods of fish. And when I say pods of fish, active, active, big, large pods of fish. Um, a lot of times there are fish up on the surface. They're jumping. Just I don't pay attention to those fish. I just focus what's underneath me and target active fish. Now, having said that, sometimes that bite will absolutely fall on its face, you know, 45 minutes into the morning uh we switch over to spinners inline spinners um arctic fox style spinners you know i use custom spinners that i'm using now i've started kind of dabbling and making my own i use them up to one ounce i prefer them anywhere from five eighths ounce to three quarter one ounce is kind of you know you throw them all the way out into 60 70 foot of water let them sink the bottom and it's a slow retrieve it's a very slow retrieve and i tell my clients do not set the hook the fish is going to crawl on this thing. You're going to feel them. You're going to feel it. the coho start rolling, turning, twisting. When you feel your rod going like that, that's the fish going the opposite way. They got it. You go ahead and you just start fighting them at that point. So a lot of times you see people, you know, they, it kind of startles them. But that's pretty much the two tactic, tactics, jigging and casting spinners. It's very, very, very effective. It is a ton of fun. If you ever see Captain Bob on the boat, there's a lot of times I'm running two nets. I am literally running around. I will th pitch it out there as far as I can for my client, hand them the rod, net a fish, and just literally I've ran around my boat in circles before for 30, 40 minutes straight as fast as I can net and fish. So this is a great time. That's, that actually sounds like fun. Just say, here, make my cast, and then I'm just going <laughs> to. Yeah. Well, there is science to it. I will tell you that mm -hmm. the science is very sound on having six to eight rods in a boat, and you're casting for your clients, letting it to sink, because they're currently hooked up fighting one. In the minute I land their fish, I just. You hand it off. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hand them a new. Yeah, hand them a, yeah that's and cool. literally running around the boat with a club. You know, we're smacking fish, <laughs> throwing them in the live well. I mean, it, it's an yeah. absolute blast for about 21 days a month. 
Nice. These are fish that, uh, you know, these are staging fish. They, they've got the color to them. These aren't your silver cohos that you're catching in June. They've got some color to them. They've got the hooks on them. I mean, they're just cool-looking fish, photogenic fish. They are absolutely – so oftentimes, you know, you mentioned that they are staging. They're absolutely staging. They're staging. What happens, though, is those fish will push that river. It's such a short, short distance up to the weir for, you know, the Platte, Platte River weir. Those fish will go up and hit the river, the weir, and they will come out on the same day. So we're talking, you know, you'll have five, 6,000 fish, 3,000 fish, 1,000 fish shoot up to the weir, turn around and come right back out. And when those fish come back out, those fish are on that spinner bite so hard. It's just, it's just literally mind boggling. We've caught them right at the mouth visually casting. So we talked a little bit about, you know, the lures you're using, the tackle you're using. You said there's, you know, this isn't a, an unknown bite. You get out there and it's a town of boats. Uh, how do you handle boat control out there when you're jigging these fish? Are you using your trolling motor? How does that work? Yes, absolutely. So um, my system, it's, or I shouldn't say system, my program. So I'm obviously on trolling motor. Um, I think last year we talked about Garmin. I'm still a Garmin fanatic. Uh, I am using my live scope to stay on the pods of active fish. I can really see when I'm talking pods, they come through and they're, I mean, I'll tell my clients, somebody hook a fish because right now you have four or 500 fish underneath you right now, 60 feet down. I mean, there's fish all the way around us. It's surreal, honestly. So I will stay on that active pod of fish as much as I can. Like if I see my people slowing down, okay, we've lost our pot of active fish. And to see these fish actually march, I, could, I say, they're marching. You know, let's go. Let's go with them. So, yep, spot lock. There are guys out there. Everybody's doing something different out there. You know, you got your guys jigging. You guys got, your, you know, you got trollers, the classic trollers, like all the rest of us out there doing. Oh, you guys got guys in canoes. You got guys coming out of the, the mouth. You know, I mentioned it was a little shallow. They're in uh, little jet sleds, river boats. You got kayak guys jigging. You got, got you got guys in kayaks that are trolling. So there's a little bit of everything going on out there. But I personally, I'm on spotlight. So you said you're jigging in about 60 feet of water. What size of jigs are you using? How do you get down there? I'm using a one ounce. I'm using one ounce jig uh, made right here locally by a guy named Larry Jennings, JonahJigs.com. He does a phenomenal job. If guys are looking for jigs, I can't recommend Larry's jigs enough. Um, so one exactly. ounce jigs and just, you know, hit bottom, come up a couple inches and just sit there and jig it. And like I mentioned, you know, there is a point where this bite, this jig bite, is it's very uh it's fast and it's very very good and then it kind of tapers off once they kind of start leaning i think it has a lot to do with those fish in and out of the river are those are those hair jigs bob uh, plastic what are you running on them nope they're just they're lead it's a one ounce piece of lead it's kind of okay. like a uh, p-line you know the laser minnow i think it's what it's called oh okay so yeah okay gotcha it's just yeah. just just uh multiple different colors so Almost like a jigging spoon. Kinda. It's a jigging spoon. It's yeah, absolutely okay, a got it. Okay, spoon, a one ounce got it. Spoon. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah, you said multiple different colors. What's kind of the color that if I was saying, "Hey, I'm going to go out," you know, I need to buy one jig. What color would you buy? Oof. That's a great question. Um, I'm a big fan of green and orange, and I'm a big fan of just your classic glow and chartreuse. 
So you're really throwing the whole tackle box at him. There are days where it seems like there's always one super hot jig, and I'm literally putting on on every rod in the boat. A lot of times I have three of the same jigs and one different color, or two of the same jigs and two of the same jigs. Um, black and white is sometimes it, you know. So you just kind of you kind of dial in. This is what they want, and then you just literally, like I said, it happens fast. You just go as fast as you can. So you're you're you told us earlier that you're a nine month of the year charter captain. We're talking about a really specific place right now. We got about five minutes left over here. Let's just talk about some of the other places that you fish and, and kind of what people will enjoy in those different places. Yeah, I do have a, uh, I call it a suicide program. I work very, very hard, um, but I enjoy working really hard. So generally, I'm about a week away from starting charters. I will start on Grand Traverse Bay for perch, and I will run perch every day until May 1st, give or take five days. I will kind of pause, slow down. I will start casting for trout in Cisco on Grand Traverse Bay until May 15th. May 15th is my official kickoff to my trolling programs. I'll head to the Central Basin, and I'll be fishing out of Whitehall, Muskegon, Pentwater, Ludington area for kings, just like everybody else on the lake, and that will carry me all the way through September 1st. I will then do my, you know, my coho stuff for about three weeks. Then I'll take a week, little short break at the end of September, just kind of chill. And then I will dive into perch. And that basically is October 1st to December 15th. Tell us a little bit about that bite. Uh, you know, the perch? Excited to go out on Grand Traverse. Baby. You're, you're making me hungry, Chris. Yeah. Don't, don't, I, yeah. Start talking perch. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm really hungry right now. The perch. The perch is uh, it's world class. Mm-hmm. I, I don't talk much about the perch. I don't advertise much about you know, for the perch, my book is extremely full. I book about anywhere from six months to a year out. Uh, it's world class. It's phenomenal. It's very, very hard. And it's an absolute program that I have just poured my heart and soul into for about three years. And it's just it's just phenomenal. I mean, it's world class perch fishing. I've got people that don't go to Simcoe. I, don't, I have people that don't go to Devil's Lake, Cascade. I mean, all these places that people go to and i uh, i just keep it right here so cool yeah tell us about that size structure i mean i think when i think a huge perch i think a cascade and you're telling me people are coming to you like, instead of cascade. yeah absolutely um you know perch it's all eyes of the beholder personally i've eaten a lot of perch so i like eight to eleven inch perch that's my number uh my clients i think probably a lot of people show up for 14 inches and generally i'm not gonna lie to you we get a 14 incher you know if somebody's like i never i'd like to get that 14 inch perch i'm gonna get you your perch <laughs> so average springtime you know 10 I want, we kill a lot of 10 to 13 inch perch and there are times i haven't Wait. i haven't got a 16 inch perch yet somebody come get me a 16 inch perch i will pay your taxidermy bill that challenge has been out there for every <laughs> i started for about three years so give me a 16 inch perch if I can find you one 16 incher, will you send me all your 10 inchers? <laughs> right, those are, right. Those are like the, those are my, yeah, those 10, 10 inch males are like, yeah. That's it. That's where it's at. That's why I tell everybody, let's get some hogs. And I'm like, no, no, no. 10 inches, there's no pen bones. It's like yeah. a 30 inch walleye. You just don't want to uh, do it. Uh, yeah, right, right. Tell us, how do you, how do you target those perch? Um, it's ever evolving. 
I, I am on the water every single day. And at a given time, I know where there's three to five schools of perch and a certain, you know, different bays around Grand Traverse Bay. And whatever school I love the best is the one I beat up on. Um, in the fall, it's a lot of shallow water, anywhere from 30 to 50 foot of water. In the springtime, you know, we there's times I've fished 122 foot of water for perch. So you basically have to know where to look, you know, and most of it's flats. So well, we have a couple minutes with, with Bob here, because you could probably answer this question for me, Bob, but we're going to play some salmon trivia. Wasn't, wasn't Platte Bay where salmon were first introduced to the Great Lakes? Isn't, isn't that the spot? Do you know that answer? Do you want me to answer it? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know the answer or not? It was one of the beginning spots for Coho. It okay. is the spot. one of, um, it is the spot for Coho. Yeah. That's what yeah. I thought. Yeah. So yeah. salmon trivia. There you go. Salmon trivia. Trivia. So Bob, you looked like uh, you were afraid to answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I don't really. I think want... he was afraid of the perch question. Yeah, I, I yeah. It. I was like, oh gosh, like like I mentioned, I don't talk about the perch a lot. That's <laughs> <laughs> big thanks to Bob. And if you want to find out more about his charter, Central Coast Angling, his website is simply centralcoastangling.com. You can also find Central Coast Angling on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for listening to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. For more information on fishing the Great Lakes, visit our blog at fishhawkelectronics.com.